0: Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps. There's a bunch to get through today, Clubhouse's latest announcement, Twitter's monthly revenue for July, the most downloaded apps, the highest earning apps, and Unity's new love triangle, and ultimately, Dilemma. So let's dive right into it. Clubhouse, the OG, audio-only social network that exploded in 2021 and started a new, but short-lived trend, has announced it'll be changing its platform to focus on groups instead of being a single place for everyone. Paul Davidson, Clubhouse's CEO, tweeted that the evolution of the platform is to be a bunch of small houses or groups, which I think make more sense, which will fit the listeners more. What I'm hearing here is that Clubhouse had lost its relevance and needs to reinvent itself in order to justify the massive investment that it took when it was at its peak. And the data backs it up quite nicely if you look at it. So according to our estimates, Clubhouse has been losing momentum consistently this year. It started 2022 with around 180,000 weekly downloads and ended last week, last week, with 79,000 downloads, so less than half. Even that, January's total is still a far cry from May of 2021 when Clubhouse added 2.7 million new users in one week, its all-time best. Instead, it added just 3.4 million new downloads in the entirety of 2022, so in my opinion, It definitely lost its relevance, and I'm not sure it ever had any, but that's a different question for a different day. Rant aside, I do see some potential merit in this move. If we learned anything by looking at the rise of TikTok, it's that compensating creators is a big component of a platform's success these days. YouTube does it very well, and that's why it's so successful. Same for TikTok. Even though every other platform already added audio rooms and Twitter basically ate Clubhouse's lunch because they share a similar audience, there's still some potential for Clubhouse to enable monetization for creators at a scale Twitter hasn't reached yet. In terms of monetization, of course, not total audience. But to do that, it needs to make it very easy for people who come into the platform to find stuff they're interested in. Splitting up the monolith is a must for that to happen. Maybe, in my opinion, if it spent as much time, even half of it, thinking about its business model as it did about its icons that they change constantly, things would be different. Speaking of Twitter, Twitter's new hellish normal continued in July as Elon pulled out of the deal he fought so hard to get and Twitter's board decided to sue him because they really want him. What a rollercoaster, but let's ignore all that for now and talk about what really matters for the platform, and that's in-app revenue. I pulled up Twitter's monthly in-app revenue for July and was happy to see it didn't go down. Yes, Um, I expected it to go down. Our estimates show that Twitter earned $462,000 of net revenue from its iOS and Android app in July. That's only a tad bit higher than June's total, which was $439,000 of net revenue, and yes, thousands. And this is net, meaning after Apple and Google take their fees, so that's something. It's small, sure, but it's at least bigger than the difference between May and June, which was just about $5,000. I know. It's that tiny increase in June that made me think the tide is turning, and that growth has ended for Twitter's in-app revenue. But I'm really glad to see it didn't, and I really still believe there is a much more potential to this than Twitter is currently enabling. It's a shame their stock price is governed by one-off tweets more than it is by their ability to grow, but that's what it is these days. But in Twitter's defense, revenue has nearly doubled since the beginning of the year, so that's something. Now, if you like the insight so far, you should definitely give this episode a like. Next, this week I rank the highest earning gaps in the US where much of the money is, and this list is almost an exact copy of June's and I'm not at all surprised. Tinder was the highest earning app in the US in July, raking in $48 million of net revenue, according to our estimates. It reclaimed the top spot from master streamer HBO Max, which came in second in July with $47 million of net revenue. So still big. HBO Max also updated its logo recently, making it darker and, in my opinion, slightly less friendly. Maybe it's a sign of things to come now that movie theaters are trying to find their place in our society again. YouTube. TikTok and Bumble complete the top five in our list for July. All of those, except for TikTok, earned more money in July than they did in June. TikTok's revenue has been sloping down for all of 2022. It's still massive, still massive, but it's interesting to see how the growth in demand isn't generating more revenue, but rather less. I'm going to share numbers for TikTok's downloads in a moment, but without ruining the surprise, I'll just say that they aren't slowing down. So how is it possible that more downloads don't translate into more revenue? I get asked about TikTok's revenue often, mainly because it's not really TikTok's revenue that we see in app, but rather what users pay creators and TikTok takes a cut from it. That's why downloads don't have a direct relationship to revenue. But if you read a bit closer into this, the massive amount of revenue we're seeing already is a strong sign that what TikTok created can't just disappear. Something TikTok is a phase kids are going through, but Didn't people think that about Facebook a decade ago? And look at it now. It's weak and it's hurting, but it's still a mega power and a commander of new downloads every month. TikTok is at exactly the same place in its journey, and it's for a similar reason. TikTok knows way too much about you. Facebook had to ask for your info and give you reasons to donate your connections and other personal details. TikTok gets all of that by seeing what you watch, and because that's the base of their algorithm... They have a serious incentive to continue learning more without you noticing. So TikTok isn't going away anytime soon. It'll continue to be a pain in Facebook's behind until the latter pivots away completely. I don't know if that's going to happen, but if that was to happen, I think this is how it would happen. What are your thoughts? Leave me a comment below. Do you think TikTok is going away? Do you think Facebook is going away? What do you think? The remaining five match June's list perfectly, starting with Disney Plus at number six, all the way down to LinkedIn in number 10. Disney's revenue stagnation is one of the factors that led to the price increase it announced recently, which covers Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN. All three will see a price increase later this year, but it's ESPN that will be hit the hardest, as it's currently the cheapest. This change is both good and a bad sign at the same time, in my opinion, but it's also a reminder that the streaming war is close to over. Net revenue of the top 10 combined inched up a bit in July to $307 million, up from $299 million in June. Nothing to write home about, but at least it didn't go down. This week, I also ranked the most downloaded apps in the world in July. The gist is that one app disappeared from the list, another was added, and most apps on the list got more downloads than in June. Also, TikTok flexed its muscle. TikTok reclaimed its top spot in July as the most downloaded app in the world. It added 61 million new users to its platform across the App Store and Google Play, according to our estimates. Instagram, which almost made a big mistake a few weeks ago, but decided not to follow through with it, luckily, came in a close second. Considering TikTok is still banned in India, Instagram's biggest area of growth, I see this as a massive win for TikTok. Shorter, shorter, has become better over the last few years, and TikTok is the champion of shorter. I expect to see it in the lead next month as well. Facebook, WhatsApp, and Snapchat complete the top five, matching June's list perfectly. The bottom five align almost perfectly as well, but for one exception, Google Sheets. In July, Google Sheets saw enough downloads to rank eighth on our most downloaded list with 22 million estimated downloads. As more professionals travel during the summer, demand for mobile productivity tools grows as well. This is pretty common. Google Sheets took Shein's place. Sheehan was close, but with a little under 19 million estimated downloads, it just couldn't beat last place WhatsApp business. Together, the top 10 most downloaded apps in the world found their way into 358 million devices in July, according to our estimates. That's a small increase from June's total, which isn't all that significant, but also wasn't a decrease. Switching gears a bit. A few weeks ago, Unity and ad Network Iron IronSource announced their merging. I looked at the number of apps and games using both technologies and concluded IronSource would gain much more than Unity in a merger and questioned the merit of it. There's a link to that episode in the description in case you missed out and want the details. Well, this week, IronSource's chief rival, Applovin, announced they want to buy Unity instead at a price tag of about $20 billion. The thing is... Unity's market cap as of right now is right under $17 billion. So things are finally starting to make sense to me. See, Unity is much more valuable than what it's trading right now, in my opinion. And a merger means it isn't. But a purchaser who's willing to pay more, that means it is. Does it make sense for Applevin to buy Unity? That's really the question. From a purely competitive standpoint, one that isn't even looking at numbers, the answer is absolutely. Why would you even think twice before doing something like that? If Unity merges with Iron Source, as I showed a few weeks ago, then have a huge ad network that will be able to offer advertisers endless opportunities. Maybe not endless, but enough that advertisers... Maybe not endless, but enough that would make app... Maybe not endless, but enough that would make AppLovin far less interesting. But just how big is AppLovin? Again, I'm using our SDK intelligence in which we scan free apps and games and extract all the technologies they use, and I'll leave a link to it as well if you need this type of data. For starters, according to our data, Applovin is used by nearly twice as many apps as IronSource. With roughly 114,000 apps and games in its network, Applovin is one of the strongest ad networks around right now, especially when you look at the ranking of the top 10. And unlike Unity and IronSource, Applovin is used in many apps and not just games, making it much more diverse. So, a better opportunity for advertisers. To answer the question, Applovin is pretty pretty big and that's also in my opinion why it's trying to acquire unity iron source is a weaker competitor on its own but with unity iron source will easily overtake AppLovin. i ran the numbers and if the two merge the unity source or iron games whatever they end up calling it that network would include more than a quarter of a million apps and games mostly games AppLovin can't have that and if i'm unity i may be rethinking my strategy right now what would you do if you're unity Let me know in the comments below because that's all I have for you this week. Before you go, check out the most downloaded games in the world in July and a whole bunch of other stuff. And if you want more episodes like this one, make sure to subscribe. I'll see you next week.